Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you're newlyweds, engaged, looking to get married, or have been married for years, we want to share with you how we have navigated those winding roads over the past 19 years in our marriage. Join us on this journey as we talk about real life experiences in a marriage and what we have learned along the way. We discuss love, travel, fitness, raising kids, friendships, and much more, all from the perspective of our lives together. Happiness, love, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in a marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome Welcome to to Destination Destination Marriage. Welcome to episode number 23 of Destination Marriage. Uh, my name is Tommy, and uh, normally my beautiful wife is with me, but for today, we are flying solo, or I'm flying solo. Um, however, I will be having my nephew with me as we talk about what every husband needs from his wife, the newlywed versus the veteran. So as you guys, as our listeners know, I'm the veteran, been married for 19 years to Jackie, who is Chris's aunt or TT and, and, uh, <laughs> as they say in, uh, in New York, but, um, you know, Chris, Chris and I have known each other since, uh, what you were forced four years old or so probably just, just about. Yeah. Since my memories yeah. start kicking in. Yeah. So Chris is, um, Jackie's older sister's, uh, son. So uh, we've known each other. I've known him since he was just a little guy, but, um, Chris was married a little over a year ago, but a year and a half or so. Yes, sir. And, Still going through the newlywed phase. And uh, <laughs> like I said, I've been married for, for 19 years to Jackie. And so what we thought we'd do today for our listeners is kind of get a kind of a, a veteran versus a newlywed perspective and really kind of have a discussion around, you know, what does a husband need from his wife? And, um, you know, hopefully there's some some back and forth and good dialogue and maybe some different <laughs> perspectives on, on, you know, what's important. Um, and, you know, I think there'll probably be some truths, truthisms that kind of run through um, what both of us need or what, what, what the, the younger husband and the, the older husband need. But, um, you know, with that, Chris, I'm really excited to have you on today. And, um, you know, I'll let you kind of, I'll leave it off by just kind of letting you kind of talk through, you know, what, uh, what you've experienced over the last year and a half or so as a, as a new husband. And then we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. Hey, well, let me just start. It's by saying it's an honor to join you today. I'm really excited about it. Uh, really excited to have this conversation with the guy who actually married me to my wife. Indeed. So, <laughs> so that was, that's a whole great story in and of itself. We can get to it another time, but, um, yeah. So, you know, uh, as you, as you mentioned, I am the rookie. Uh, so I, I'd love to share some insight into what this first year of marriage has been like on, on our end. Um, you know, we, we got married last August, uh, so, you know, we had the whole literal honeymoon phase. Um, then, you know, kind of back to reality, uh, going through the holiday season, you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all fun. You know, first holiday being married and everything, uh, still kind of enjoying the newlywed bliss throughout. Um, and then, you know, we did take a little page out of your guys' playbook, uh, taking a little uh, trip in January, just a little weekend getaway to help plan our upcoming year. You know, we start off really strong. We had all these great plans for 2020. And, you know, as, as everyone knows, <laughs> COVID just came and smacked us down. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, it, it was an interesting ride. Uh, Got to be honest with essentially half of our first year of marriage in 
this whole quarantine pandemic. Um, as you know, Emily is in the healthcare field. Uh, she was set to have her first clinical uh, in at the beginning of May, and that that got pushed off, kind of threw everything into a rut. Um, I'm really blessed. I was able to work from home, um, mm -hmm. so still able to kind of live a sort of normal day to day. But, uh, you know, it was interesting because I was then spending all of my time at home with Emily, my wife, with our dogs. And I, I got to be honest, it was a true blessing. Um, it was, it's, you know, it, it, everyone makes the jokes that during uh, quarantine, there are a lot of either babies or divorces and mm -hmm. while we <laughs> no baby yet, yeah, well. um, far, far from any kind of divorce, we, we really actually took the time to grow uh, and, you know, learn from one another. We actually we're blessed that we really like each other as friends. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so it really well, I mean, actually I think helped. They're saying that divorces are on on the rise pretty, pretty significantly. And it's, it's really sad that uh, yeah. that's the case, you know. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that. Um, I, I think I joked with you yesterday, you know, it is good. It is good that you like each other because if you didn't like each other, that's, you know, that's, that's a real problem. Hopefully within the first year or so of marriage, um, you don't discover that you don't like each other because then there's probably <laughs> some, there was probably some issues going into the marriage, but, uh, that's great. Yes. So what do you think you've learned in that first year about what you need from, from Emily that maybe you thought was different than going before you went into marriage or before um, you were married rather? Well, it, it, so it's interesting. One of the things that we were, quote unquote, warned of uh, ahead of time was that, you know, a, a friend of ours came and warned us that, hey, you know, the relationship isn't going to really change uh, once you get married. And, you know, Emily and I looked at each other and we're like, we hope that's the case. You know, it, we don't really we hope that nothing really, you know, there's not this, some big, big drastic change once you know, the rings go on and the title or the titles are official. Um, so I think what we learned was that you just kind of have to stay open and honest with each other throughout, you know, um, mm -hmm. you can't really expect things to change. Um, you continue, we obviously continue to learn from each other. Um, but it's it's I'd be hard pressed to say that there's you know any big shocks the first year. I think mm -hmm. maybe the biggest shock was just how easy it was, and it, that it sounds kind of arrogant, but um, no, no, I don't think so because you guys had a long engagement. You've mm -hmm. known each other for a long time. You guys were really good friends, kind of along with being, you know, fiancés. You weren't just. Yeah. It was not a it was not a rash decision, and it was something that I, having seen it from the. You know, even though we live, you know, eight hours apart, we certainly, you know, I saw your engagement, if you will. And it was not, you guys were taking it slow and doing it the right way. So it doesn't surprise me that it was easy. And mm -hmm. to be honest, you know, but uh, I'm curious what, so that friend, when they said that you don't expect the relationship to change, what, like, what did they mean? Well, I think what we've kind of encountered and what we've learned is that a lot of people, you know, they have, um, it, it's kind of a syndrome where, the relationship isn't really working to the extent that they'd like it to. So how do you change that? How do you improve it? Well, take a big step. If it's not working, just normally living apart, move in together. That might improve things. Still not working, 
get engaged, get married. Marriage isn't working, have a baby. And then yeah, they're just expecting. That's foolish. <laughs> yeah, it's foolhardy. It's it's uh, you know a sense of it's a sense of wild optimism that's totally unrealistic, sadly. But a lot of people do fall victim to that idea. So, do you think that, um, or, or do you and Emily talk uh, around? I wouldn't even say expectations because expectations can kind of come across as demanding and and so on. But there are things that you sort of expect or need. Is that a converse? Are those like mature conversations that you have? And are you open with saying, you know, I really need this from you, Emily? Yes. Um, I think that is a really important avenue of communication that has to stay open at all times. And we, we talk about that all the time where, we're constantly, you know, praising each other and, you know, sharing our affection for one another. And we're also <laughs> constantly reminding one another that, hey, when I do like to me to Emily, hey, if I'm doing something that's bothering you, please tell me. Or if I'm doing something wrong or if I'm not doing something you need me to do, please tell me. So we're constantly searching for areas for ourselves to improve with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kind of found and we, we just kind of riff sometimes when we talk like hey you know i i really think it's you know my belief that i that we will have more success you know if our focus isn't on what we need from the other person but what we have to do and then those you know if our expectations are just of ourselves and then the other person kind of helps and picks us up you know fills in the gaps then if our expectations aren't too high of the other person, they're going to meet them and they're going to enjoy, you know, meeting those expectations and, you know, kind of do it happily, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that selflessness. If each of, like I said, I think I said that exactly in the in the wedding, right? Like mm-hmm. you think about what, you know, meeting her needs and, and vice versa. It's much better than, you know, these are my needs and um, I expect you to, you know, to fill them. But, you know, it's interesting. It's it, That's a very mature approach. I mean, Jackie and I were married very young, and I think we sh- we struggled with that, with what you're, what you're discussing. Mm-hmm. We got there, certainly, I think, um, over time. But a lot of it was uh, through trial and error versus just saying, hey, you know, I, I haven't had open communication saying I'd, I'd need this or I, you know, I would have liked if you did this. A lot of times it would come out of out of. You know, I didn't do something that Jackie needed or or Jackie didn't do something that I needed. And then we figured it out after like struggling through it, uh, which is, I don't recommend, you know, I mean, some <laughs> things, some things are going to happen that way. Some, I, you know, you can't because you don't know everything you need right now, in my opinion. And I, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still learning what I need at times. And it changes, you know, as you get, I'm 41, you're, you know, what, 29, 30. So, you know, it's going to evolve. And when kids are in the picture, I think it evolves even more because because <laughs> now you're you know you've been used to kind of fulfilling each other's needs, and all of a sudden you got a, this this helpless baby that takes both of your guys' attention. So right, right. I mean, that's going to be a whole other chapter, and I, we're going to need all the help and advice we can get. <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, uh, but you know, I mean, it's like you said, it's it's off to a good start, off to an amazing start. Um, but like I said, we have plenty to learn because we're going to continue to change. Our lives are going to change. She's going to go into the working field come, you know, January, February. So that's going to be a whole new element. Like you said, once kids come into it, 
Um, and then, you know, whenever we decide to move, wherever we move to, that's going to come into it. Uh, family dynamics always are complicated, too. So uh, fortunately, we've, it, it's almost like we started off so great. Now we have to work. So we want to both. We want to, but we have to work hard to make sure it stays great. You know? Yeah, I mean, marriage is it does take a lot of work. Unfortunately, a lot of a lot of people lose sight of that, um, and sometimes it becomes, you know, un, un, they're unable to get back to that place where they, mm-hmm. they where they do like each other and and recognize that they have needs that that they want or need out of their their spouse, and and you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Unfortunately, it's it's really sad when that happens. But um, wow, so you know, as we kind of. You know, there's certainly some kind of attributes that we had kind of discussed or things that, uh, you know, that I had kind of taken notes on with, with what I need or, you know, what, what in general, what husbands need from their wives. And so I'd like to kind of go back and forth on some of these and see kind of what differences our opinions are on these, on these <laughs> yeah. from someone that's been married for a year versus someone that's been married for 19 years. So, um, so if, Curious on, you know, if I just say the word that, you know, or if I just mentioned that, that husbands need respect from their wives, mm-hmm. what does that, what does that mean to you? Interesting. Um, so what it means to me, especially a year in would probably be, um, so respect of, you know, as of course, first and foremost, you as a person as a figure and as your role as a husband in the relationship, right? So you respect the uh, complementary relationship we have with one another. So she leads her role. um, And I think every couple has, every couple is unique, right? So every couple has a unique dynamic, unique couple. So everyone has unique roles, but, you know, obviously we discuss our roles ahead of time. And so she... The respect to me would be respect of me as my as the husband in the role as as the you know sort of headship of the house Um, and you know respect in other senses too. So uh, if if we have disagreements, uh, especially involving other people, that we kind of take them up with each other in private and we don't air those out in public. Never. That's a that's a, yeah, <laughs> that's a big, big red flag. Um, something we definitely always stay away from. And we've been really great at that so far. Yeah. Um, that, that goes, that definitely goes both ways. I mean, in the vice, the, the, if, if, if a wife shows a lack, like a blatant lack of respect for their husband in front of others, uh, oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's damning. But in the verse and in, in verse vice versa, it's, it's more about if you shame your wife in public or shame her around around friends or family like that's damning too you know it's it yeah. goes both ways but i completely agree with that yeah yeah and and another kind of i guess on a related note um one thing that we have been adamant to each other about is our respect within in regards to our kind of our sexual life and our intimacy you know you hear these kind of guys some you can you can hear guys have their locker room talk and stuff and we just absolutely abhor that. It's like you, you keep the details of that within your marriage. You know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't go bragging about this. You don't go talking any which way about it. You absolutely keep all those details between you and your wife. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes you need to maybe get seek outside counsel. So, you know, if, not, not saying you guys do, I'm just saying in general, but right. you, you go to someone that you trust and that you speak, but you're not out bragging to your, your boys about those things. Exactly. Because essentially you're shaming your wife and even though you're not doing it in front of her, you're, you're essentially shaming her in that case. Exactly. You're, you're even you're if you're low, bragging, right. It, it's still a, a very no, it's a note of disrespect and dehumanization almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've, I can't think of a time where I've in pub, not in public, but in front of more than one person mm-hmm. said anything about that part of me and Jackie's marriage. I just, yeah. I just don't do it. I just, <laughs> I just don't. And she yeah. doesn't do it either. Um, mm-hmm. She's just not, not, not built that way. But you know, it's funny if, if I think about respect um, and I look back on the 19 years and, and I, I think what you'll see is again, we were married at 21. So it was, we were much younger. And I think, mm-hmm. At as a twenty-one-year-old married man, when you when you when I would think of I need I need respect, it was like an arrogance about it. <laughs> uh huh. You know, like so not how, really do you mean? Under- how do you mean? Not really understanding what respect from a wife really is. Okay. More of, more of a well. I know that I need to be respected because yeah, I'm the man of the house, but. Okay, well, what does that actually look like? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I would just say it in general. I don't think I beat my chest and say, well, I, you know, respect me, but maybe <laughs> that literally. was the, not literally, but the, the prideful kind of approach was, mm-hmm. was more around like that, I think. So it's definitely evolved. So when I think about needing respect now, it, it that's still there. Like mm-hmm. as far as, you know, I need that respect is with that, I, you know, who I am within the house with my, mm-hmm. as a father, as a husband, as a the head of the house, but it's also if i if i reverse it in my head how how hurtful it would be if jackie after 19 years of marriage like just flat out didn't respect me right that would be so much more impactful to me in a negative sense than it would have been 19 years ago mm-hmm. because we have 19 years of of marriage together and if i've screwed that up for 19 years and she doesn't respect me anyway like uh-huh. that would really 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 hurt versus you know i'm kind of playing the the reverse to kind of flush out my feelings but you know i that need for respect at 19 years in is it's a different it's a deeper kind of different type of respect because it's like she respects me look how much she respects me because i've earned that over the last 19 years right okay Does so that it's almost sense? like a reflection of what you've built over the yeah, 19 years kind of yeah yeah, yeah. so i, I think it's it's uh it, yeah, it's that's that's what comes to mind, you know, because I, I if I play like I said, if I play the opposite in my head, I can I can viscerally feel like what that, <laughs> what that feels like to be, you know, not re- and Jackie never disrespects me in public or anything like that. So it's not even mm-hmm. playing that like negative connotation. It's more of my gosh, if after 19 years she has no respect for me, like that just makes me sink emotionally. That's that's a good point. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think also in that reverse mindset to come to find out just if Emily were to just completely have no respect for me as a person, just not take me seriously in what I'm saying. That's I, I don't know where you kind of go from there. You, you kind of have to revisit. Well, well, why did you marry me? All these things. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I, I, you see it. I've seen it in other couples. Yeah. Where it's oh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. That she the wife just doesn't respect the husband. There's like, 
it's just, it's sad, you know, and I go, I, I feel bad for the guy. A lot of times, yeah. it's not a lot of times, it's none of my business. It's just, oh my gosh, I hate oh, you that. can't help but hearing it though. It's it's almost I like a high pitch noise for us. Like, what, what is that <laughs> in the middle of Target? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, right? you know, like being treated like a child. You know, yeah. Like, what did I read? I, I read, I don't know. I heard something, or maybe it was on the radio or something, where this couple was having issues, and come to find out, the wife had all the, like a chore chart for the kids. And her husband was listed on the chore chart. Like she literally treated him like a child. Oh, I was going to wonder, like, was he a chore or was he one of the children? Okay. One no, of the he was listed as like, okay, <laughs> husband, one of your chores is to, you know, take out the trash and oh you get a gold God. star if you get it right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, uh, that's a whole deep issue. That there. chart would have been ripped up in about seconds <laughs> if, if uh, <laughs> Yeah, that I don't think that would have gone over too well in the Kuiper household. Definitely, I mean, maybe as a joke, if Emily had put that up for a half a day, like, haha, I see it. But as a serious thing, especially with the kids on there, too, with the kids seeing that, I think that's a whole right. other level of disrespect. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, um, I think to note, it's, it's interesting, I think, um, not to go off on a tangent, but I think that kind of idea has kind of been pushed uh, socially, at least for the last decade or so, where, you know, you have kind of like the idiot Homer Simpson husband and mm -hmm. it's the, the wife who really runs things when in reality, you know, it does take two to run a successful household. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's a whole different topic. If you look at the state of if, it, just about every name, a, a mainstream television show where, where the, the husband and father are strong, you know, men that lead their homes you know wisely <laughs> yeah in the last two decades you'd be I mean, hard you pressed can, to find one i mean i yeah right you just it's really they're always either bumbling idiots like you said or not there at all or yep. you know terrible fathers i mean it's, it's really sad yeah but yeah or you have like the old patriarch of you know who everyone just looks as racist and bigoted <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah. modern family-ish but you know yep um so what about, what about friendship? I, that's a big, that's a big one too. I mean, like you already kind of mentioned that you guys like each other. You've, you've kind of, you're still in that honeymoon phase, but I'm curious if, if what you're just as Chris, like what your feelings are around needing that friendship from your wife. Oh, well, I think I, I mean, like you said, it, it's absolutely essential. Um, especially for us, uh, y you know, you're going to be spending a majority of your time with this person for hopefully the rest of your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to have this kind of, you know, not only do you have to absolutely love this person, but you, I think I really truly believe you have to really like this person and you have to know that you like and love this person more than, you know, you have to like and love this person more than any problem potential problem in the future can come close to, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you like and love this person enough and adequately, then you'll always be able to kind of put your own pride aside in order to save what you guys have. So I, I think the friendship is absolutely, it. It's it's just a level of that intimacy and that bond that you have with your significant other that you know, you have those elements and it's, it's so hard to break. Yeah. When you, when you were hitting on that earlier, when that friend said, Oh, well, don't expect your relationship to change. It kind of made me kind of take a step back. Like 
it better change. It better, <laughs> no, I mean, it better evolve. Oh, I, that's yeah, why yeah. I, that's why I asked you like what they meant. Right. Cause what uh, they meant, I didn't know what they, what they were, where they were going. Like uh, okay. your relationship is going to change. Yeah. Right. And friendship's a big piece of that. And I know it has been for me and Jackie, like our friendship has deepened, mm-hmm. you know, even, even more. And from my perspective, I, man, that's like one of the most crucial things I need from her is her friendship. And just liking her and her liking me, yeah. yeah. You know, especially, uh, especially with with the trying times of COVID and this this <laughs> lockdown. Um, you know, it's just a different dynamic for us being where we're, you know, where we sit with kids and you know, big mm-hmm. house and all this stuff that we've got to manage. Man, if we didn't like each other, like it could be really bad. You know, right? I think I think the friendship. It it seems like the friendship is one of those one of the most important elements in preventing the loving that person from becoming a chore mm-hmm. you know it's it's like you it helps to keep the enjoyment and the fun in a lot of things it helps to keep you light on your toes helps you to kind of keep your guard down a lot too and when you just have the love and you have a dislike then there starts to boil something kind of deeper that mm-hmm. will come up one way or another later if not addressed so what do you think you specifically need as far as friendship is concerned what does that like look like and in a in a real in real sense uh well i i think kind of what you'd need in most important friendships so you know elements of you you need honesty you need openness because if you have that openness and you're comfortable being honest with the other person um, you know where they're coming from in that kind of genuine, caring, um, you know, point of view that you're, you're going to be OK to be open and share things, knowing that they're not going to just laugh at you or dismiss what you're saying. So I think that's a really important. Element. Oh, Jackie laughs at me plenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, of course, you have to be able to laugh at each other, too. That's another thing. You, you have to be able well, to. That's rib part each other. of a. Yeah, that's part of a friendship, I think. Is, uh, yeah. Is having that. Right. Yeah, that keeping that light on your feet element. Yeah, it's like, like for us, it's definitely something that I need. I need to, and we both need it from each other. But part of that friendship for us is is over time. And this is tough to like you mentioned that that you can love someone and and not necessarily like them. That's gonna there's gonna be there's things are gonna come out of that down the road, or it's gonna produce you know bad fruit in whatever aspect or however that comes out. But for us, a lot of that is while we don't, we have completely different backgrounds over time, we find, you find what things you like doing together mm-hmm. and long for those things. And that's part of that friendship is because a lot of it's not romantic necessarily. It'd just be like stuff that we enjoy doing together that will evolve and, and you'll find that, that it's tough as a, you know, you don't want to get in like a routine to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, every Tuesday night we go to the same restaurant <laughs> and it's like, you know, you, you don't want to get into a rut, but yeah. if every, if every Tuesday night you guys both like going to the exact same thing or doing the exact same thing, well, then that's great. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's that time together, just enjoying each other and friendship. Like it, it, for me and Jackie, it's really evolved and like that longing is, when it's when it's not there, like we recognize it instantly. Yeah, like yeah. So how so? We feel it in our gut. We both like, well, there's a disconnect somewhere. A lot of times, it's around just friendship stuff. Okay, that's good. That's really good. That is, but you're able to mm-hmm. probably feel it at the same time without even saying anything. 
Yeah, we do. We recognize it really quickly. And it's, now it's, that's evolved over, that's actually really kind of matured, I think, over the last couple, like three or maybe three to five years okay. where we both like what maybe used to be a fight or something now is like, oh my gosh, what, what's going on? Like, we're just, something's off. Okay. And recognize that it's some sort of outside influence. We don't even recognize, we don't even know what it is. It doesn't really matter because we'll just come and get back together, if you will. Right. You'll, you'll kind of have to sit down and identify, okay, like what has happened recently that could have influenced this? Yeah. Versus I think sometimes people veer in different, in opposite directions. And instead of coming back together, you know, from a friendship standpoint, they'll, it'll just kind of veer and, you know, they drift up further apart and like, right. it's almost like, it's almost like there's two magnets and, you know, as you get like, if they, if they, instead of like, they can't, we can't, me and Jackie can't go, but too far from each other. Right. Not physically, but like kind of friendship. Emotionally right. At your core. Before we have to, like, we feel like we need to just immediately come back together. And I think yeah. that that takes time and it, you know, it's something you have to work through from, from a friendship standpoint and a, a lot of it, it's, it's other things, right? It's, it's still other aspects of a marriage, but that friendship piece is, is a big, big, big part of it. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, and I mean, even to an, add on to that slightly, but, um, early on, we discovered that very early on, we discovered that we actually like each other's friends too. So that kind of like big sphere of influence, you know, actually one of her friends I knew beforehand and she's the one who introduced us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of helps build that bonds of friendship and kind of discovering like how many levels at which you like the other person. And, you know, when you discover those levels that you like the person on, you really focus on them, too, because you want to enhance those. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so changing gears just a, a bit. When I was discussing this episode with Jackie and, you know, asking her some questions about these topics, she she suggested that, you know, every husband wants or needs from his wife for her to take care of herself, both physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I thought that was a very interesting topic coming from her perspective. So if I, if I think about what that means, um, from my perspective is as life has happened over the last 19 years and, you know, we, with, with Brandon moving out and, and now we've got another teenager in the house, like there's more pressures and with job, with, with life, with older parents, you know, as middle age can kind of suck in a lot of ways, cause you t typically have kids that are, that worry you. And then you have older parents that worry you, mm. um, you know, cause you have kind of this, this, this pressure and then you've got, so from a, from a husband's perspective, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, I see that it's harder to, to stay, to take care of yourself and, and be able to focus some energy on yourself physically and emotionally to stay fit, if you will. So, but it's definitely something that, you know, for, for, I mean, honestly, for me, it's something that I, if, because I do try to keep myself pretty physically fit, if Jackie had no interest in doing that, like that would, that would bother me. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think it would, it would bother me as it just, it would, you know, um, mm -hmm. if she had no, if she had no intention of, you know, of doing that for herself or for me, um, I think that would be something that would, uh, frustrate me and, and bother me and not, not, not like a. I don't know what, to what degree that would be the case, but right. you know, just being very honest, I think that that's something that would that would frustrate me. What do you think? Uh, so, if you were to give a kind of breakdown of 
how much you keep yourself physically and mentally in condition, you know, conditioned, mm-hmm. you know, percentage for you, percentage for Jackie, percentage for others. Like where would, what would that breakdown look like? Yeah, it's a great question. So if you look at, um, I mean, from a, from a, just a physical standpoint, I've always been actually played sports my entire, entire life. And, mm-hmm. you know, Jackie was, was a cheerleader and ran track, but like sports, organized sports just wasn't part of her her childhood like it was mine right so i have a we we come from a different perspective there but man just seeing jackie the reverse is actually true too in that yeah it would bother me if she gave didn't care at all and she was just like whatever but the reverse is actually even better because of how much effort she puts in and how much fun we have with that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just it makes me love her and like her even more because she you know, we get to work out together. We get to, um, so as far as like a percentage percentage split, it's kind of, it's, it's really pretty similar. It's part even if you will, but it's kind of maybe my intensity is different just because of the types of working out I do versus what she does, but her effort and her time that she puts into it is very similar to, to okay. me. Um, emotionally, I think that that's something that, uh, it, I'll, I'll kind of connect emotional and spiritual kind of together here for, for that in that case. And it's something that I really am uh, really impressed. And I really appreciate about Jackie is how much effort she's really putting into spiritual growth, emotional growth. Yeah. Um, and, and I think she does frustrate her if, if she sees that I'm not doing those things. Cause I be honest, like sometimes I just get caught up in doing other stuff. That's more right in front of me and kind of not as more black and white than an abstract as far as emotional growth is concerned. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but at the same time, I think I've grown in certain ways quite a bit over the last few years emotionally, um, that I know that Jackie recognizes. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a good question. That's good. It sounds like a good developed answer over the last sounds like a very emotional mature answer <laughs> <laughs> well we we well, we talk about it you know mm-hmm. we she yeah. recognizes that i've learned a lot about myself as far as how i what i you know as far as my emotions are concerned and how i express them mm-hmm. where i kind of have always been very very closed off with that and so yeah. well, i've learned yeah to 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 express my emotions I'm still learning, right? Because sometimes I'll express <laughs> what I think is just a, I'm just, just kind of being out. I'm just being open with stuff. But what I'm doing is I'm putting pressure or hurting her mm-hmm. by what I think is just something of, I'm just expressing myself. Yeah. And destroying her in the process. And that's <laughs> something I should do. Right. I mean, right. But it's hard to, it's easy, I should say, to then turn around and be like, well, I'm just expressing myself. You said you wanted me to express myself. And then. Like not like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, think I think uh, no matter one year of marriage, nineteen years of marriage, as men, we are. I'll I'll say it. I think we're a little bit emotionally stunted as far as at least communicating how we feel. So that's mm-hmm. definitely something I think we'll we'll always need our wives for is helping us um, open, helping us to you know because one of my. Uh, one of the things that I'll do is, you know, when I am talking about something emotional or something that's difficult, I'll kind of use humor to deflect the seriousness of the situation. And so she she's learned that from me. She'll start to pick up like, 
she'd just be like, you're deflecting. Like, you're just making jokes on very serious issues. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just make another joke. And then, I, you know, she'll, she, she's learned how to disarm me in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so helping to, A, may, uh, encourage us to be open and honest more, and then B, like you were saying, how to communicate, as opposed to just, you know, saying something that will accidentally crush her or saying something that won't really be helpful and just trying to change the topic. Right. I think that, um, as, as husbands, we need our wives to learn what our emotional cues are and learn kind of a, a, almost like a, they need to have a, they need to learn a habit of how to respond to those types of things. So you just gave one example, right? Like, Oh, if you're making a joke, and deflecting, she knows how to disarm you. But for me, it, you know, I think, and it, again, it's, it's, we're, we're all growing. Jackie has recognized, and I don't necessarily appreciate this enough until I kind of sit back and think about it, but she recognizes, okay, based on the way Tommy is acting, he's probably feeling this kind of way. So I'm going to do X and I'm not, you know, she doesn't have to say, Hey, Tommy, I know you're feeling this way. So I'm going to go do this. But you just kind of, you just know, okay, well, I'm this way. Tommy probably should, probably need some time by himself for a little bit, right? <laughs> You know, like Tommy yeah. needs a time out. <laughs> but should, you don't have to make a big deal out of it, you know? And vice versa, I think that I've, I pick up on if I, if I know Jackie, just based on what she's saying or what she's, what she's, just how she's acting, she needs this, you know? And I think yeah. that, that'll come. And I, I would encourage you to look for those things in Emily and, and encourage if I was if you if Emily was sitting here, I'd encourage her to look for those things in you and learn what you need specifically, you know, as Chris, not just as a man, but as as Chris. Yeah. But um, you know, and, and again, it'll it'll evolve, and you'll get it wrong, and she'll get it wrong, and you know, you'll screw it up, and I screw it up, and but you grow through it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I mean we've had a so kind of to speak to that. Uh, we've had two instances in the last not like big deals, but. Uh, just funny anecdotes. Um, two weeks, in, two weekends in a row, we had, um, you know, my mom's fiftieth birthday party uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, where we had uh, Jackie, uh, Granny, everyone come up, and we had all this stuff trying to get to a, you know, with a tight deadline of trying to write my speech and everything, and like freaking out. <laughs> she sees me freaking out, and she knows, you know, I, I obviously I can be whenever we're a little high strung, we can be a little snippy. So she'll just recognize mm-hmm. it. And rather than, yeah, obviously not overboard because if it's overboard, she's going to, and rightfully so correct me. Um, but just if I'm being snippy, she'll just be like, Hey, it's okay. Let's get this done. You know, just kind of focus me and then let's get what we need to do and move. And then the week after it's getting her to her white coat ceremony and she's freaking out and she's like throwing stuff ever, you know, trying to just get to, you know, get everything done that she needs done. And I'm just the same position. Hey, I know what we need. Let's go. Let's do it. It's okay. You're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Just encouraging each other. And then we, we both recognize it afterward. After my mom's birthday party, I was like, hey, I know I'm, I was being a jerk earlier. I, I really appreciate you. She's like, no, it's okay. And then the same thing happened next week. She's like, I was a monster. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, just kind of that uh, appreciation and recognition uh, in time that's, hey, we'll deal with it later. If Even if we even if we have to, because we might not have to, we just, we just know. I think kind of along those same lines, one of the things that in this, it was relevant 
before, but it's been even more relevant right now, just given life situation and this 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 pandemic and just kind of all the stress that's kind of come along with that is we've Jackie and I have been intentional about like using the word grace and thinking about that. And um I think grace is a big word that is is important for that I need that from Jackie. Like I need and she needs it from me, but since the topic is what husbands need from their wives, like like we're in this for the long term. Like if, <laughs> if you really feel at your core, like that, you know, you're not keeping score, you're not like it's not a it's not a it's not a zero sum game mm-hmm. as far as an argument's concerned. But, you know, it's just it's okay to show grace to your spouse. And I need grace from Jackie. I need her at times to just be like, you know what? What you said was hurtful, you know, or what you're doing is probably immature or whatever the top, whatever the situation is. But like, I know we're, that it's coming from a place of you're just feeling stressed. Mm-hmm. So I'll show grace and just, you don't, you don't necessarily, you know, by definition, grace is what? Like basically you don't deserve to be kind of let off the hook, but I'm letting you off the hook. Or whatever that's not not the the actual definition, but it's <laughs> kind of just leaving letting things go for just for the mere fact that I love you and you're my spouse. Right. No, I think that's it's, a, that, it's not worth fighting over. It's it's a really good point. Um part of what we said in our vows, you know, we 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 joke all the time that we're on you know, we're on the same team. You're my team, she's my team. Um and because that's the same general idea that we're always going to be on the same team, on the same page. So you, some, sometimes you let things go. You, you often let things go. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not about winning against the other person because then you're not right. really winning. Yeah. And you'll, you're just never going to win. Like, <laughs> I mean, sometimes there are times where you have to or she has to. I think there's something wrong and it needs to be addressed. And there is like a – it is black and white and, and there needs to be, quote, a winner – Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that what's right needs to be come out on top, whoever happens to be in the right. But again, there's, there's a, there's a, a way of doing that. Like you said, in the big picture that like, okay, we're, we're, we're fighting, but we're fighting not from an opposite battle, you know, battle lines. Like right. there's, there's not two sides here. We're on the same side. We just need to work through the issue at hand. But exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, we hit on the honor. That's a big one uh, for me. Um, but honoring it's certainly in public, right? I mean, I just, we, we talked about that. That's, that's terrible. When, when, when you see a wife belittle their husband in public, um, oh, yeah. it's, it's brutal, but, uh, I mean, honor at home, honor in front of the kids, you know, obviously that's not something that, that you have, uh, to <laughs> kind of, uh, work through, but Jackie and I, I think that Jackie's from, from my perspective has always, she's never, dishonored me in front of the kids as far as, you know, maybe a time. I mean, there's been times, but mm-hmm. as a general rule, she's very careful not to, to, you know, belittle me in front of the kids mm. in any way, you know? Um, so that's just something that, uh, you'll just have to live through yourself, man. When you, <laughs> uh, when you have little ones. No, I think that's, I think that's a really good point. And, you know, I mean, honor and I think show affection, I think is one that I, typically seek out from Emily, um, mm-hmm. you know, wh- it, whether it's in public or private, but, you know, even, even in public, I and mean, that's one of the things that I think I love and appreciate most is we'll just be at Target shopping for things and just walking down the aisles and I'll just 
feel her just grab my hand and put her head on my shoulder just out of nowhere, you know, and that just those little things just mean the world, you know, and it's it mm-hmm. doesn't, it's not PDA. We're not making out in the aisles, but it's just it's just the, the little things that make the biggest kind of difference in that in that realm. Yeah, I mean, if you know, if I don't know if you've read the five love languages or kind of gone through them and heard them, and, and I, I would encourage you to read not through yet, it, even no. though, like, <laughs> even if it's the even if it's the Cliff Notes version. I mean, you don't need to read the whole book to really understand where it's coming from. But for me, uh, like one of the five love languages is uh, words of affirmation, and so when when I, when I need that from Jackie, like like aggressively, you know, I need her to 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 tell me how much she loves me, how, you know, what she thinks of me in a positive way. Um, (laughs) Or when I do something great that she praises me, you know, not to sound like I'm a, you know, like I'm a pet that needs to, (laughs) you know, be or you know, like a little kid that needs praise. But yeah, I kind of do. It it builds me up. It builds me up, you know. So for some people, it's like, eh, don't care. But (laughs) for me, it's something I really need. But I think in general, you need uh, wives or husbands need that from their wives. Yeah. Like, you know, because especially as as your career progresses and, and you get maybe stuck into routines and maybe you're not kind of living your, you know, maybe you do get kind of get that kind of that man bod. What are they, are the dad bod, right? Dad bod, like yeah. Skinny, but got the belly going on and kind of maybe <laughs> getting soft, but yeah, you know, you still want your wife to, to build you up even if uh, you're not feeling great. I think it's important. Yeah. I think, it, I think that's especially important. You hit on earlier the, um, the, necessity and the importance of taking care of yourself physically and that's definitely part of it you're obviously doing it we're obviously doing it in part at least in part for our wives um so you know if i come home from you know because I'm, I'm spending five six days a week at the gym um mm-hmm. and you know if i come home and it she's not giving me affirmation she does she gives me affirmation often and that helps to motivate me to continue to go obviously sure um so if i'm if i'm not getting that that at a certain point i'm I might start to question, is this exactly worth going that off if, I, if I'm not getting the results that I desire? That makes right. sense. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. I mean, and you want to seek that out from her and no one else, right? And right. fortunately, what does happen is over time, if, if husbands aren't getting that affirmation from their wives over time or not getting the attention they need, I mean, not that it's right, but it's that's that's kind of a lot of times where where those where something else can sneak in and that's that right. you know not that necessarily that they're seeking that attention i mean obviously some men do but i think uh from what i understand if you look at the data more often than not it's that it's something sneaks in that you weren't necessarily sneaking and then when you're vulnerable when a man's vulnerable and a lot of times it's in moments or times where they're not getting that attention from from their right. Spouse. Right. And then all of a sudden you might get it from an external source and mm-hmm. your mind starts to wander mixed in with, with vulnerability. It's just a cocktail for a potential disaster. So, yeah, yeah like you said, that affirmation is really key. Uh, it, it definitely helps. It, it it satiates that appetite so you don't go seeking it elsewhere, like you said. Yeah. And again, I'm not I'm not. I'm not blaming wives necessarily here. I don't <laughs> know if that does happen, because, I mean, there are. You know, it's, it's you, you have to guard your own heart mm-hmm. and recognize Absolutely. that you need. Yeah. And I, I think a big piece of that that whole that whole timeline there is as a man recognizing that you are missing that void. I think a lot of times people don't realize that they're missing it right. until something happens. Unfortunately, you know, 
Right. So I think recognizing it's a, a big piece of it. But so what else, man? What else what are you kind of thinking through with, with this this topic as far as like what a what a newlywed husband needs from their wife from their wife? Uh I mean that's a good question. You know, it's it's spending a lot of time together. It's um you know, it's honest feedback. I mean we kind of hit on a lot of the notes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, so like, all right. So as someone, as as a nineteen year veteran, um, what would you say to look out for? I guess, kind of. I, I obviously know there. There's always timelines where you know years one through five are categorized by this, and you know, et cetera. So, what would you kind of recommend to look out for? So one thing that you'll hear over t- you'll hear over the next few years, right? Um, you'll hear these these super super sto- like Superman stories of of husbands whose wife like who they completely uh, were sacrificial and a hundred percent of everything they did, and they took on some unbelievable challenge. And can you believe the husband did this and was able to do that? And um, I would encourage you to one, not get, when you hear those kinds of stories, especially if it comes from your wife to not think, Oh, well, you're just trying to create an un like, that's a, that's a a level I can't reach. And so like get bitter about that type of, of, you know, or if you hear there's things that are going to bruise your ego and I encourage you to, to not, not, um, not let it dwell. And if it is something that bothers you to have a conversation, like, look, where were you coming from by saying that, you know, if, if, if some, you know, whether it's money, whether it's looks, whether it's some sort of, you know, Superman dad or Superman husband thing that they did. And they, you know, they did all these things that were just unbelievable and it can make you feel, well, I can't do that. So I'm going to lash out in some kind of way. But have a conversation and be like, look, that kind of bothers me because that's not who I, I can't do that, right? I can't be that person or I can't make that kind of money. So where, where, where is that coming from? Is that your expectation of me? Mm-hmm. Um, because what can happen is you can get really bitter about stuff like that if you let it and you don't have kind of open conversations about, you know, what, what, what the real expectations are. Um, the other thing I'd say is, you know, along those same lines of, of – of expectation setting be very kind of, especially as, as things evolve, you know? So when you guys do start having kids, like mm-hmm. the attention is going to go to the kid. It's just going to be that way. Yeah. So you really, I would encourage you not to completely, um, you know, not have conversations, you know, like it's almost like the newlywed phase. There's a phase when the, when the baby is really young where, it's just, it's just chaos, right? Like both of you guys are just going to be trying to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, each of you are not really necessarily worried about what each other needs of each other at the time. It's just, we're just tired, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The baby just, it's, and it's, and it's exciting too. So it's almost like a, a baby moon phase, if you will. Um, okay. But, you know, after that, what can happen is you can get into routines where a lot of times and this this is this this puts tremendous pressure on your wife is you could either go two ways 
your expectations or your needs are not being met in whatever kind of way, you could either get bitter about it and not say anything or put too much pressure on the wife. And now the wife is feeling, oh my gosh, now I'm getting all this pressure from Chris. I've got the pressures of, of job and I've got the pressures of this new baby. Mm-hmm. And that can, that, that could be a recipe for disaster too. So whatever those life changes are, I'd encourage you to find that balance of communicating that you still have needs and you really want your needs to be met. And here's what these needs are right now mm-hmm. versus putting too much pressure on your wife to meet those needs. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, that makes sense. And different seasons in life, your needs are going to be different. Her needs are going to be different. And being able to effectively communicate that with each other and recognize that, recognizing that there are different needs yeah. in different seasons, I think is a recipe for a really successful long-term marriage. Oh, that's really good. I did, I did think of uh, one other thing that I did want to mention in terms of sure. what I've really... What I really think that a man needs from his wife, especially my first year, our first year uh, through. Um, so I have this general idea that us men were kind of in a, in a way like children sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. We're kind of like bam, bam, and we just need to go and do things. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I've needed from Emily is just kind of direction. It's, it's kind of like that whole notion of, uh, hey, honey, what do you want to eat? Oh, I don't know. And you just... You want to rip your hair out. Okay, I'll just get burgers. No, I don't want burgers. Okay, well, how about, you know, you just kind of go through the whole thing. And I think what Emily's been really good at is trying to be as specific as possible. Hey, I need I need you to do this today. Can you please do this? Um, can, can we make this? And it, just kind of giving us direction because I think as men, we're programmed to do, right? To build, mm-hmm. to uh, maybe even tear down. But <laughs> whatever it is, we're, we're kind of programmed to take action. And in order for us to kind of be fulfilled, at least on that element, the very base level, um, it's, re- it's, really re- uh, it's very helpful uh, to kind of get that direction from your wife, you know? Yeah, that's definitely something that has um, – I echo that 100%. I, I, it's definitely something that's evolved in our – in being Jackie's marriage, right? And so Jackie, having grown up with only sisters and her dad passing away when she was eight years old, like she didn't have that male, that male learning how to kind of live with men or live with, you know, a respectable person and a man in their home. Like, so that was something I think that uh, maybe was frustrating on my part. Like, just tell me what you want or tell me what you need (laughs) me to do, right? Yeah. Um, And you know, it's probably caused some, some arguments in the past. And so she, you know, over time, like anything, you just kind of learn, you know, what the other person needs and definitely think that, uh, you know, she started from a deficit, if you will, with right. understanding that, right. She didn't, she didn't see her mom being able to have those conversations with her dad because she, you know, if she, if she did, she was too young to really recognize it, but she was, you know, right. uh, so she didn't have that experience. So she didn't know a lot of things around how to, you know, properly or how to communicate those types of things. Like just wind me up and tell me what you want done. Right. <laughs> if you want, if like, if, if this is the list, you know, these uh-huh. are the things you need me to do. Great. Yeah. I work good off a to-do list. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, and now Jackie also, now one thing that's maybe a little bit different about 
Jackie's kind of where she's I'm not saying Emily's not, but you know, Jackie is very creative and will, and her mind is always kind of thinking of new kind of creative outlets and things. So sometimes she has this great idea and she recognizes there's not a lot of structure of how to get to that, but it's, man, it's a fantastic idea or something artistic. And, you know, if it's an artistic type of project, I don't think artistically, I think very kind of black and white squares, you know, structured kind of thing. And I, so we have, there's, that's more of a personality difference, um, combined with, you know, husband, wife dynamics. It's just, that is something we've had to kind of work through. And, uh, I think we've come to, I wouldn't say we're, we're, we're not there yet, you know, with that, but because she's thinking more big picture, creative, you know, creatively, it takes me a while to try to get to that, like to figure out what I have to kind of prod her. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, and so she'll finally, we'll finally get to kind of a happy medium. Like, okay, well, whatever this idea is, here's the things we need to do to get there. And then we kind of come up with those ideas and the things we actually have to do. And then we can kind of get there. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. And I can relate because Emily is definitely the creative one. And I'm not even, I mean, unfortunately I didn't, I didn't really have, uh, kind of a male presence growing up to teach me how to like build and do stuff like that around the house. So, mm-hmm. um, I try to learn through osmosis as much as possible from YouTube, from everyone else. Yeah, exactly. YouTube, <laughs> YouTube. Uh, but yeah, she's the creative one and she's the one with the ideas. So it's just like, Hey, okay. Ex- I'm, I'm even, I need it even more of a base level than you do. It's more like, okay, literally <laughs> what, tell me what to do. What do I hammer? <laughs> Yeah, Jackie's more like, here's what I want it to look like, or here's my ideas, you know, damn your uh-huh. interest. But, um, <laughs> but then, you know, so she, she will, okay, okay, now I know what I can do. Now I know the, I can get there. Here's the steps I would take to get there. Mm. And that's what I focus on is like, here's the things I do. Here's the stuff we need to buy. Here's the, you know, you know, or nope, can't do that. Like, that's not <laughs> happening. Like, uh, I, I know the limitations of my, uh, my my craftsmanship but uh, yeah yeah well listen uh, and we're we're kind of you have something else because we're uh, up on uh, kind of the end but man if you've got some other stuff i think it's just a good topic just so. one one last uh one last bit bit of i guess insider baseball i'll request yeah. from you um okay what what has it been like for you and jackie to kind of explore each other's um you can get into it if you want you don't have to but yeah um family dynamics i know that could be a tricky thing with with in-laws um that's Wait, that's we, a whole Chris, we have a perfectly sane, normal, <laughs> normally functioning family. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, of course, not not to imply elsewhere, but you know, <laughs> you know, with some Puerto Ricans, you're going to get some fire sometimes. So, <laughs> love to get your take on uh, how that's evolved from you, because even from Emily, my perspective, uh, I'll give a, at least a quick insight. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I've needed from Emily, and I think she's asked the same for me, uh, is exactly. Because we always have to be kind of how we touched on earlier. We always want to be and need to be on the same page approaching everyone else and every outside kind of influence. So we, I kind of need some insider baseball from her sometimes. And, okay, how are we going to handle this conflict on this side of your family? You know, mm-hmm. exactly what position are we taking? Because I'm backing you a thousand percent no matter what. So Right. That's – now you guys, again, are coming from a, a – you're starting from a – a more mature kind of both age wise and just, I think just how you guys have approached 
the beginning of your marriage. Thank you. I think Jackie and I, um, just our dynamic being so young, um, and not having a lot of kind of, I guess, authority in our own, in our own lives at that point, you Mm -hmm. know, we were, we weren't kids, but we weren't, we weren't 29 either. Right. Right. So we, we struggled through a lot of that for, for a while. And, um, I think from, so it's a great question. So how I would answer it is I would encourage you guys to, and me and Jackie have gotten here. We we're definitely on this is that your household is your household and that comes Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. Right. So me, Jackie and the boys, that's our quote household. Like that comes first when it comes to how we're going to then answer your question. Because it's easy to think, well, you know, my family or quote my family. So how it impacts your home. And in this case, your home right now is you and Emily. Uh, Dogs don't count. But um, (laughs) is I would, you know, think about it first is like, how is this going to affect our marriage? How we manage this? Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever this this is. Um, Because if 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 it is something that you disagree, I mean, you're not going to agree on everything, but if it's something that Emily then goes behind your back and complains about something or manages something with her mom or her sisters or whatever, and, or vice versa, you go to Christine, your mom, and, you know, complain about something on, on, on that side of the, on her side of the family, it, it's not going to end, end well, at least temporarily for your household. Right. 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 So I, I would encourage you to think about it first from that. And me and Jackie have absolutely gotten there. So right now, right. As there's drama and things, it's like, we'll talk about it between us and we, we, we don't have those discussions outside of the home, you know, first. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that's such a big, big component of that because there's nothing worse. And Jackie and I think I've actually talked about this on the podcast is when we were really young as a husband, hearing your, your wife complain about you to their, to your mother-in-law, mm-hmm. like on the phone, like just, it just would irk me to no end. Right. Oh yeah. Now should a, does that mean that a wife shouldn't seek advice from their mom? No, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, you know, if, if they're going to their, their family to complain versus to seek counsel, like, man, that that's, that's bad. And vice versa. If you were to call your mom and just feel like you just need to unload about Emily to your mom and she heard about it, that's just, that's just, Ooh. man, you're damaging your wife. Right. Oh yeah. So, I, I think that's definitely the first, the first component of it is, mm. is, you know, you think about your household first and, and the other piece of it is it's easy for me to do that now, right? If I have a complaint or there's an issue going on, like people almost don't question it at this point, but you guys are still really young, right? You're not that, you're not that far from being except where you were under your mom's house and Emily was under her family's kind of control, not control, but under their roof. Yeah, their so protection thing. That's hard. <laughs> so, if you, I think if you, you have to kind of cut it off, and kind of make it clear without being disrespectful to your either family. Yeah, but you have to kind of make it clear that, look, like it's me and me and Emily now, and we have to think about ourselves first when it comes to that stuff, and then, then work from there. Oh, that's good advice. Thank you. Yeah, I learned, we learned, we both learned that the hard way. I mean, there's been issues, you know, like every family on, on both sides where I've been wrong and she's been wrong and it's hurt, it's hurt both of us, you know, over the years. So, um, and we have a really tight kind of close family. So it's, it makes it, uh, it makes it a challenge. That's for sure. 
Yeah, no, it, absolutely. I mean, it, especially speaking as Jackie's blood relative. Now I've known you since I was yay high, but right. <laughs> no, it's it's still. I think it's still good and interesting to hear uh, your perspective. You know, nineteen years down the road, and kind of like you said, that's that's one of the things that you know. I don't worry about because I know we're on the same page with all this stuff, but it's still always, you know, a, a worry in your mind as to, all right, if this does ever come up at a public family event on either side, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, you know, if it were to come up on like, let's say my side of the family, um, I'm the first one to put a stop to that immediately, you know, mm -hmm. like, and absolutely not. You're not crossing this. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I'm confident she she'll do she would do the same on her side. So, but you always just dread that impending moment if and when it were to ever occur. Yeah, I mean, and um, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. But I think sometimes that, like I said, that that clean line um, that that you kind of draw a line uh, respectfully. If that's if that line's not respected, that's not your fault. Right. Right. At that point, it becomes the other parties, you know, issue that they need to work through, assuming that that line you drew is not some unreasonable, you know, right. line, right? Like, How if it's dare you a, insult my cooking? Right. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, but, but, you know, back kind of, if we tie it back to the topic, that's certainly something that you, that every husband needs from his wife is mm -hmm. to have that to, for the wife to recognize that they need to, you need to be on that same page. And, and it's certainly a vice versa situation here, but, uh, you know, as the head of the house, you know, and, and there's times where you have to lead and, um, it's something that, uh, because, you know, if, if there's a conflict on, on your guys' side of the family, I'll admit, like I've not led a lot of times where Jackie will just kind of handle it because she mm -hmm. can, she can have a more kind of, uh, an easier conversation, I guess, with one of her sisters or mom or whatever. So sometimes it's the, maybe the best route anyways, but there's probably been, uh, I know there's been times where over the years I've kind of, I mean, honestly, where I've kind of cowarded out of uh, maybe speaking up when I should have. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time I maybe told myself that, well, that's, you know, it's easier for Jackie to have a, a female to female conversation, but maybe it should have been me as the head of the household because it just mm -hmm. put, because it put pressure on Jackie to then have to deal with that situation too. And that's not right. fair to her. Yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, but but anyways, man, listen, I've had a blast. This was fun um, doing this uh, this conversation. Hopefully, um, you know our listeners, if 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 you've been married for nineteen years or have been married for one year um, or anywhere in between, kind of recognizing those themes and you know our basic needs as husbands, I don't think really change. Everybody's got their own kind of uh, you know maybe specific needs, you know. To the to them to who they are as a person, but in in general, I think that most of those needs are at their core pretty similar, but they do evolve. You know, they just evolve over time, whether it's uh, because of physical reasons or emotional reasons or just life reasons. Those needs maybe kind of evolve, but they're still there, right? They're still core, and I think the big piece is just recognizing what what those are in yourself and being able to communicate, like you said, and you guys are off to a great start. Being able to communicate that kind of stuff a year in is, uh, is great, man. You guys are off to a, a wonderful start. No, oh, thank you. I mean, we've, we've, uh, we've had really good role models such as yourselves to look up to good examples Appreciate to, that. to, uh, you know, learn from. So, and you know, we, we, like you said, we got started a little later than you guys. So you guys had to learn, 
young and learn on the go. Um, so indeed, <laughs> we've kind of taken it uh, at, at our point in life. But um, you know, we're we're definitely very blessed, uh, and just kind of keep 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 pushing through. That's right. Well, listen, Chris, we really appreciate you for for joining the, the for podcast. I hope hope you had a good time with it. Um, so, uh, well, everybody, um, be sure to uh, check this this episode out, and um, I'm sure that we'll be kind of promoting it. Maybe Jackie will show some pictures of of you two when you guys were when you were just a little guy, and say this was this wonderful man that was on our, our <laughs> podcast today, and look at him when he was this little four year old. I reserve the right to approve those pictures. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that would fly, but got to try. Yeah. All right, Chris, listen, in. have a great day, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Tommy. You too, man. All right, bye. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if so, please continue to listen and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would greatly appreciate positive reviews, and we will answer any questions at feedback at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. For up-to-date content and news about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at destination underscore marriage and visit our website at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. Be sure to tune in next week.